This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to the Zoomer Week in Review, brought to you by CARP, a new vision of aging. Support CARP with your membership today. Visit carp.ca. Good afternoon and welcome to the Zoomer Week in Review, all things Zoomer worldwide. I'm Libby Snymer. There's one holiday list that isn't about being naughty or nice. Before clinking the New Year's champagne glasses, we should all sign off on a year-end financial checklist to put us in the best position for tax time. I went over it with Mark Halpern of WealthInsurance.com. One of the main things we look at is tax, right? The, the year's ending December 31st, there's going to be a tax bill that's going to be due in 2020 in April. Are there ways to reduce that tax bill right now? So there are some strategies. And uh, one of them that I find is very uh, sort of timely is the area of charitable plan giving. If you have some appreciated securities, that's probably the best way, not, not giving cash or visas or, or credit cards. But if you have any appreciated securities like I don't know, a mutual fund or a segregated fund or some stock, if you were to sell those, you'd pay 27% on the gain. But if you donate those to charity, you don't pay any of that tax of 27%. Plus you get a full charitable receipt for the full donation amount. So you can now use that donation receipt to go ahead and offset up to 75% of your taxes that are going to be due in April. That's great. Anything else? What else? So there's also something called uh, tax loss selling. These were the dogs where you lost money. So they're in the tank. So one strategy is actually to sell those so that you take a loss and you can apply those losses against any future capital gains indefinitely. Or you can go back three years to use those losses against capital gains that you reported three years back. So what a great way to go ahead and you know, uh, reduce some of your taxes. If you're going to be turning 71 and you have to collapse your RRSPs into a RIF, that's a big deal. Yeah, absolutely. First of all, it's a big stage life cycle event. Turning 71, it means that up until now, you've been getting tax breaks by making contributions and your money's been growing tax-free. And the government set those up in order to help you support your retirement as opposed to them supporting your retirement. The problem is now you have to start taking in income from your RIF. And, you know, it's around 5% and it grows. So, you know, 5% on a million dollars means suddenly you now have $50,000 of full, fully taxed income, you know, that would probably put you at like a 54% tax bracket. So whether you need it or not. Exactly. That's where charity can come into play as well. But that comes back to doing planning, Libby, as opposed to investing. Like that's, you know, I'm sure that your, your investment advisor will talk to you about maturing your RSPs or RIFs, but the planning part is very, very different. You know, it's not just about investing anymore. It's now about preserving what you've accumulated and and maximizing income from what you've got and also tax efficiency. That tax part is just like sort of it's that black hole that we have to really get clear on because it really does encroach upon a lot of our money. Well, it's interesting. And I mean, the planning part probably does not apply to people who are furiously listening to this right now at the very end of the year. The planning part? Well, now we're planning. There's there's always a good time to plan. So it's not like there's never a good time. There's always a good time. So, you know, January 1st comes forward and we all have these New Year's resolutions. One should be really taking your planning much more seriously. And that's going to uh, 
you know, somebody who can do the planning for you, a certified financial planner, a good accountant, somebody who can go ahead and make sure you're not going to run out of money. They're going to let you know what your taxes are now, if God forbid you die, or, you know, that you can have leftover monies that you're going to be giving over as inheritance to your kids or your grandchildren. And they'll also let you know what your taxes are going to be down the road. So that could be many years from now, but now at least you can do some planning while the sun is shining to make sure that you preserve your estate. Something else that, that's really important at the end of the year that be is that it's amazing how many people don't have wills. You know, uh, you know the statistics, right? They either more than fifty percent, right? And of those fifty percent, how many of them are actually up to date? Oh. That's a good question. <laughs> you know, I, I think in my next career, I'm going to set up a kiosk at Pearson International Airport and say, Will's here, Will's here. Because most people get a will done because they have a trip to Mexico plan and they go, oh, you know, what about our kids? Who's going to be the guardian or whatever? So it really is something that you have to come back to. And the will is really an ex final expression of how you'd like to see all your assets get dispersed, which family members, charities, there's ways for you to, you know, reduce some taxes with certain planning, but it really isn't a do-it-yourself type thing. It does require some professional help. And uh, anything else that you have to think about before the end of the year? Um, I would say that uh, also powers of attorney are very important, making sure you have two powers of attorney for personal health care and for, for and for your finances. Um, I think that something that's really important is is just having all of your stuff organized in such a way that somebody knows where all your things are. You know, most of us have all of those digital passwords and things in between our ears. But, you know, if, if something were to happen, does our spouse know where everything is? Where's the key to the safety deposit box, the will? You know, where's the investment papers? And, and that's why I think it's really important people complete an estate directory. We have one actually available at our website at wealthinsurance.com, and it's free, and it's a free download. And it's basically like put in where is everything, and then let somebody other than your spouse know where it is at all times. I've seen very sad situations where there's an emotional event that happens, somebody dies or becomes disabled, and then right away there's a financial. Where is everything, right? And they have to go find it. It's kind of like forensics. So don't leave your family with that situation. Just do the work. And I tell you, it'll give you tremendous peace of mind knowing that everything is in its right place. Okay. I think that's probably a good note to end on. Thanks so much. My pleasure. That was Mark Halpern of wealthinsurance.com. That brings us to the end of this week's edition of the Zoomer Week in Review. I'm Libby Snymer. Thanks for joining me today. Be sure to come back next week to stay up to date with all things Zoomer worldwide. Zoomer Week in Review is produced by Zeev Hadi, Christine Ross, and Paul Thomas. Technical producer, Justin Eacock. Executive producer, Moses Nimer. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.